Hi, babies. What is up? It's your favorite girl, Liz King, with another episode. You all have been after me to drop more episodes. And I am so grateful for all of you who have left a five-star rating. If you haven't yet, please go and leave one because it's really going to help me turn this into a podcast that I can start doing weekly because it has been one of the most helpful forms of media that I put out there for you guys. So the more engagement and positive reviews that this podcast get, the more I will be able to do. So like it, share it on your stories, tell your friends, because I really want to continue making more of these and I love doing it. I feel like I can really share my knowledge and perspective on things much better on here than through TikTok or Instagram. And this podcast feels like home. This is home for me. And I hope it feels like home for you as well. So let's keep adding to our family here at Made For Me Fitness so we can help more people out there that probably feel or have felt just as lost and beaten down by the fitness industry that we all have collectively felt. So I really need your help to blow this bitch up so that we can get sponsored because I'm going to be really transparent. I don't get paid to do any of this. All of this is free information. (laughs) Everything that I post on social media, aside from like two posts in the past three years, have been free pro bono. This entire podcast is funded by yours truly, me, which means I need to work to be able to afford to even do this, which means my time and availability become more limited to do the podcast. So I know you guys want more episodes, but I really, really need your help. And I know that we can do this. Please leave a five-star review on all platforms, whatever you can do. And we just need to manifest as a group manifest, pray, like whatever, whatever you do, we need to collectively send energy out into the universe that I can land a dope ass sponsor (laughs) so I can start pumping more of these out for you guys more frequently. Anything and everything helps and I just appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate all of your feedback. This truly means the world to me. So we are going to get right into it. This topic is something that I get a lot of questions about whenever I bring it up. And this is the topic of intuitive trading. Now, this is a term that I just made up. (laughs) So you can call it whatever you want. This is just what I'm going to call it for right now. But whenever I mention intuitive training or intuitive eating, I'm not associating it with that the intuitive eating diet or cult or whatever it's called because there's some people put rules on it that I don't necessarily align with. So when I use these terms, like you can really call it whatever you want. I'm just trying to put a name on it so that it's not super confusing. I I separate myself from anything that anybody else believes in. Okay. So I just want you to know that this is what I call it because it just makes sense to me. But if somebody else has mentioned this before, I don't associate with that. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So we've all heard of learning how to eat more intuitively on our fitness journey, at least through me, right? 
Learning how to train your body intuitively, I feel, is just as important. It essentially means that you are going to work out and train your body according to what feels best for you and what works best for you in the moment. Because when you don't listen to your body, you become very disconnected to what your actual needs are. And as humans, our only fucking goal in life is to have our needs met so that we can survive. Your body has an insane amount of systems and processes in place to be able to function. I don't think many people understand how complex and incredible the human body and brain actually are. And it's not your fault. I get it. Biology and school made even the most interesting of things in the world incredibly painful and boring. At least it did to me. And then every day, all we really experience with our body is stuff that we can feel and see. Being tired, sleeping, eating, exercising, peeing, pooping, fucking, eating again, <laughs> feeling sad, feeling happy. Do you realize the amount of shit that goes on in your body to do any single one of those? Naturally, too. It's not even something that we really have to think about. Our body just does it. Even sitting here right now speaking to you takes an unfathomable amount of muscle control, ability to see and understanding what I'm tracking visually and to think about what I'm saying and saying it with a level of vocal control that makes this podcast what it is, baby. And that is just physical. What about all the chemicals being released in order to give me the brain power to think the way that I do? And I have ADHD. I'm not only capable of thinking about this podcast right now as I'm doing it. I have 30 other metaverses playing out in my head at all times. My body just does this on its own. Your body deserves a lot of respect for what it does, even when it feels like our body is against us. If we are ill or dealing with some things that make life very challenging or inconvenient for us, your body is still trying to do the damn thing. Always. She's always got your back. Because you're alive right now. Your body's only goal is to keep you alive and carry out these extremely incredible and complex processes so that we can function and feel and do all of these things. It just, it blows my mind. <laughs> and then knowing all of this, we still somehow find a way to fully disrespect our bodies through movement and fitness. And when I say disrespect, I'm not referring to challenging yourself through fitness, doing a hard workout or anything like that. The disrespect comes from the amount of stress, pressure, and shame that you're putting on yourself and your body through exercising and dieting. In my last episode, I spoke about the word discipline and how much I fucking hate when it's used in regards to fitness and nutrition because having discipline really just means being able to punish and shame yourself into doing stuff rather than uplifting and encouraging yourself to do the same thing. Now, my theory is that people misuse the word discipline for accountability. Accountability is different from discipline. So I think we really just need to change our language. You can absolutely hold yourself accountable and say, hey, I told myself I would do this, so I'm going to stick to my word. 
I don't want to let myself down in that way. I'm going to accomplish this because this is the type of habit that I want to have. And this is the type of person that I want to be. That's accountability. That's way different than discipline. (laughs) And it all ties in with how we disrespect our bodies through movement and why I believe that fitness can actually create more of a disconnect rather than building a strong connection and more intellect within ourselves if we aren't really mindful about it. The fitness industry constantly values going to the extremes and then burning out again and again and again and then shaming everyone who can't maintain it with the no excuses speech. And you will repeat that pattern until one day you realize, hey, so this has actually never worked for me. So now that you're here, (laughs) welcome. How do you break that pattern and start training more intuitively? Start by listening. It's one of the hardest things to do, in my opinion, because it's very muddy, all right? The lines are blurred, okay? If I started listening to whatever my body tells me to do, I would never leave my bed and eat everything in sight all the time. How is that going to help me with fitness? Well, I'm going to tell you, that's the problem, besties. We are so overwhelmed, overstimulated, and overworked that the only thing we want to do and think will make us happy is hibernation. Baby, that's not what you want to do. That's just the ultimate contrast from what you do every day. And now I'm not forgetting about all you depressies out here before some of you say, well, all I do is lay in bed and that's all I want to do. Okay, I get it. I have family members with severe depression. I've dealt with it too for to some extent. I also work with clients where all of their workouts can actually be done lying in their bed. (laughs) Wherever you're at physically and mentally, we need movement as humans. We've all heard the quote, A body in motion stays in motion. I love that quote. I use it all the time. A body at rest stays at rest. But on the contrast of that theory, that doesn't involve how that body or object feels because when that theory was made through the science of motion and energy and inertia, you're not typically dealing with objects that have feelings or mental illness. Miraculously, the same rules do still apply though because Your body is always adapting to momentum and energy and stress that it is put under physically. And it's also adapting to the stress that you're putting on it emotionally and mentally. Did you know? Did you know that most autoimmune disorders are a result of trauma or extreme stress at some point in your life? If you want to learn more about that, Read the book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's life-changing, but be prepared to learn some shit about you that you probably didn't want to know. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. But that's just one example of how everything we do has an impact on us. So start listening to your body's signals and practice interpreting what they actually mean so you can put systems in place to deal with those signals. When it comes to fitness, it seems like everybody and their fucking mother is telling you to just push through it, baby, no pain, no gain. When you're tired, work harder. 
And that's all well and good if that's the approach you want to take. I understand that realistically, those are just motivational quotes to not give up when things are hard, and I stand that. I'm not trying to take anything out of context here. However, completely ignoring your body's signals and pushing yourself to the fucking limits because you're trying to beat your body into submission is a war that is just not worth it. And it is rarely ever won, in my opinion. I have lost that war again and again throughout my fitness journey, and The only thing that worked for me was listening to my body when I needed to rest, when I needed food, when I needed movement, when I needed mobility and stretching versus when I needed strength training. And taking those signals and optimizing them over time so that I could still see progress. And how do you start doing that? First of all, I think I say this every episode, You have to get rid of your timeline that you have in your head for achieving your fitness goals. You don't need it right now. In fact, you might not even be ready for it right now because the stress and expectations you're putting on yourself to see changes by a certain time or date will more than likely backfire and cause you to make decisions that aren't totally aligned with what is right for you. And I know we all get in those I don't care if it's unsustainable, I just need to see results right fucking now before I lose my damn mind moods that we can get into, but that's going to be the kind of attitude that keeps you in that all or nothing cycle of hell. So for now, in all capital letters, for now, your new goal is recognizing how you feel when you do something versus when you don't. For example, How do you feel after doing a workout versus not doing a workout? Majority of the time, you're going to feel good after a workout. If it's the right workout program for you, you're getting the surge of happy chemicals, you're less stressed, you feel accomplished and generally pretty good about yourself versus how do you feel after trying to de-stress after a long day on a couch or, or scrolling through social media. And here's the tricky part. There is a time and place for both of those where either one of those is going to be the right choice, but that's what you have to decide for yourself, and that's what keeps it intuitive. There's days that I just need to do absolutely nothing and rest, like literally nothing. I tell myself that I am sick in bed, and I am not allowed to do anything. Netflix and movies all day, not a thought in my brain. Sometimes I need that. But most days, I feel much better when I get some movement in or a workout done. I generally feel better, more focused, more fulfilled when I'm out doing things. My day is better. My brain is quieter. I know my sleep is going to be better. But there's definitely days that a workout or maybe even a certain type of workout is not going to be productive and may end up being more mentally draining than calming. It's being aware of these moments. The best example of intuitive training I could ever give you is imagine that you have a pretty grueling leg day planned. It's exciting because you know it's going to be pretty challenging and you know you're going to feel really good after. Maybe you're trying to lift some heavy shit you've never done before. That's cool. But nonetheless, you know it's going to take a little bit of extra time and it's going to be challenging. It's going to be hard. 
are you going to feel better and more empowered by doing that particular workout if you're terribly burned out from your day? Maybe you got a terrible night's sleep. Your elderly dog decided to bescumber your room at 3 a.m. If you don't know what bescumber means, it means to spray with poo. Not just poo, spray with poo, if you know what I mean. This happens to me more often than I would like it to, and it generally means I'm not going to have a ton of energy during my day. And there's the question for you. Is that the day that I should force myself through that leg day? Is that going to benefit me physically and mentally? Most likely not. It all depends on how you feel. If you're feeling fatigued and burned out and you start dreading this workout, don't do that workout. But what I could do or what does seem manageable to me during those days is just showing up, getting into the gym, walk on the treadmill, read a book for 30 minutes or switch up my days even. An arm day isn't nearly as difficult for me as a leg day is, or maybe even a mobility day seems manageable. There are so many other things that I could do in place of that workout. And I know what you're thinking. This goes against the do it when you're tired mentality. You're still going to do something, bestie. You're still going to get to the gym because showing up is still a big part of the habit that you're wanting to create, right? You're still going to the gym. You're reinforcing the habit and the routine and the action. You're still showing up for yourself even though you're tired as fuck. But instead of doing this hard leg workout that you're dreading, you're gonna do a different workout and move on. And guess what's gonna happen? You're going to show up, you did what you were supposed to do, and you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to be ready to get that leg day done because you're going to have a bit more energy. Now answer this, have you ever pushed through a workout that made you fucking hate your entire existence and was just not worth it? I have. (laughs) And I'm not talking about the workouts where you're a bit tired, but you go through with it anyways, and you come out feeling so much better and say, I'm happy I just did it. There's a difference. The ones I'm referring to are the ones that just destroy your soul. (laughs) They destroy you mentally, physically, spiritually. You just feel frustrated and defeated and burnt out afterwards. Don't do it. You don't have to do that. There's literally no need when you can just do that same workout on a different day of the fucking week and have a way different experience and not ruin your entire week in the process. You'll be able to push yourself a little and come out of it feeling accomplished and proud of yourself. I've been a personal trainer for nine Almost 10 years now, and besties, I cannot even explain to you the experience and feeling of trying to push a client through a tough workout when their body and their brain has nothing to give. I've worked with tons of people that have very, very stressful lives, 
And this happens to all trainers, so don't come after me. But as a personal trainer, you want to continuously prove to your clients that the workouts that you're providing them are worth it. They have hired you to push them through and accomplish a goal, right? And how would any trainer envision trying to make a session as action-packed as possible? Making it extremely hard. Doing a bunch of different crazy things. Getting the client sweating and breathing hard and getting through stuff they've never imagined. On a good day, that is great. And that is perfect, okay? But on a day when your client has no gas in the tank, the wheels haven't been greased and every movement feels like they're pushing through glue, that workout is going to leave them feeling defeated and more burned out than before instead of accomplished and the good kind of tired. And I learned that within the first month of being a personal trainer and it's changed a lot of things for me. When I realize a client is not moving the way that they normally do, I'm trained to assess movement and once you get to know somebody, you know how they move and you can tell right when they walk through the door whether it's going to be what, what kind of session it's going to be. You have to have that intuition. You have to have that, that empathy and that extra sense and knowledge and know what to do to make it good for them. You have to keep it manageable and positive because they're going to come back tomorrow or later in the week whenever their next session is and they're going to be able to fuck some shit up and feel great about it. And people can do some truly amazing things when they're being encouraged in the right way versus beaten down on a day that it's just not working out. It's just not going to work. No one's going to do well if they're fatigued and burned out. And it's going to make you feel like your workouts are more of a punishment for no reason. Personally, when I'm tired and burned out and overwhelmed, I have zero, zero emotional regulation. Having ADHD definitely doesn't help. But when I'm overtired and uninspired, the world is crumbling upon me in my mind. There's all this shit I have to do. There's no time to do it. I'm failing myself, my friends, my business, my parents are going to die. My dog is going to die. My partner doesn't love me. That's my spiral, my go-to spiral when I'm tired. And regardless if any of that is true or not, what I really need is a fucking nap and probably a good meal. Sometimes I do need a walk. Sometimes I need to stretch. Sometimes I need a workout to just get my brain to shut the fuck up. Sometimes I just need a whole new day. That day is trash, but tomorrow is going to be different. It's just getting to know yourself and pushing yourself through a workout that's fueled by shame or guilt where you're basically beating yourself up because you're uncomfortable with your body and you think that you're going to get to your goal this way and take your frustration out on yourself. It's not going to be helpful. How is that going to help you at all? For what? A workout <laughs> that you could have done tomorrow or the next day and, and felt better about? You don't have to self-harm your way through fitness. A lot of it is ridden with all or nothing thinking as well, which I've talked about so many times before. You get so disappointed in yourself when you don't do a hard workout or it didn't feel like you did enough. And then the low-key workouts don't seem worth it to you anymore. So then you start shaming yourself and 
in an attempt to motivate yourself to go harder. But you're not recognizing that the reason why you're getting burnt out from your workouts and life in general is because you're constantly trying to push yourself through it, despite your body's signals to fall back some days or for even weeks. Did you know that professional bodybuilders, lifters, fitness models, influencers, whoever, anybody who does fitness or activity on a professional level have what's called deload weeks? They have weeks scheduled into their programs where they don't go as hard. They don't lift as much. The goal is just to stay moving slightly or just keep the muscles lightly stimulated so that they can get back to lifting more later because your body needs that time to recoup. They have it scheduled into their plan so that they don't reach that level of burnout so then they can keep pushing themselves. But you are not a professional bodybuilder or lifter or fitness model. I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. Hi. Maybe you are. But majority of us are not. We're trying to get through our days and make fitness a positive part of our lifestyle for whatever reason, okay? It is not our life's purpose to be fit. Does getting to any fitness goal take work? Yes. It is hard. Yes. But do I think people make it seem way harder than it has to be? Absolutely, yes. Do I think that it could be solved by focusing more on how we feel and staying intuitive with our training programs. Also, yes. I just got off the phone with one of my clients. Hi. I know you listen to these. <laughs> she told me that last week she was struggling to do her workouts because she got her period. We've all been there. But for the first time ever, she expressed to me, instead of forcing herself through a hard workout as she would normally do, she just went to the gym and walked on the treadmill for 25 minutes and listened to a podcast and then went home and said it was the most relieving experiences she has ever had in a gym. Practicing movement as an actual form of self-care is important. Let yourself enjoy it. Use it for something other than getting an intense workout in. In your mind, if the gym equals pain and torture, are you going to want to go there? Probably not. Unless that's your thing. Some of you little freaks are into that and I respect that. But the majority of the time, that's not the time you need that. The gym has such negative connotations surrounding it. No wonder why we don't want to go. And it's because nobody stresses the importance of intuitive training. So what could have been a workout that left you feeling accomplished after turns into an hour of your day that you're actionably at war with your body because you're trying so desperately to change it. And I post examples of this type of training on social media every now and again. And my favorite comment is, wait, I can do that? I can just, I can go to the gym and read a book on the treadmill? I can drink a coffee on the treadmill? I could go in and just do a couple of exercises and be done with it and leave? That That's allowed? I can do that? It, no one even realizes that the gym is something that you can just go to and enjoy. Also, because the only people that we see saying that they enjoy the gym are absolutely fucking shredded. And it's like, 
oh yeah, of course you like to work out, Kronk. You look like you built the whole gym. But anyone can and should enjoy the gym. And the more people that start going to just enjoy it, the more we can change gym culture as a whole. So it's not so one-sided. So let's get into how all of this is even possible because it is a progression of connecting with yourself on a level that allows your feelings to be valid while maintaining the value of your journey. And no, never exercising and laying in bed all day is not considered intuitive training just because you don't feel like getting up or going to the gym because that would be going against the values, the routines, and the habits that you're trying to create, the new ones that you're trying to create, right? You're listening to this podcast because something inside of you wants fitness to be a part of your lifestyle. And that is a value that you are trying to strengthen. That is a lifestyle that you are trying to have. Psychologically, your body will always choose the path of least resistance, which means If you give it a chance to rest, it's going to rest. In fact, it makes up ways for it to rest even while we're exercising. Your body is an energy-preserving machine because that's how it stays alive. It needs energy. It needs calories. So it's not naturally going to choose the hard path. And that is a signal that is constantly sent to your brain. Are you going to take the stairs at the mall or the escalator at the mall? Are you going to reach for the heavy box or the lighter box? Just naturally, okay? We would, we would choose, you know, you know what we would choose, right? If you're in the habit of taking the stairs and going for the heavy stuff, it's because you've already overrode that part of your brain that advises you against it. You know in some way it's going to feel good and you're going to get a little benefit from it. <laughs> Over time and with enough positive reinforcement, once you allow yourself to feel the benefits of movement, you'll be able to use exercise as more of a coping mechanism for not feeling good in general, for being cranky, tired, overwhelmed, or anxious. Because you'll recognize the difference in how you feel after when you're using movement as that coping mechanism versus laying in bed and doom scrolling that rarely ever made anybody feel better there will come a day when you say to yourself I'm in a terrible ass mood I just need to go on I just need to go for a walk or I need to go to the gym and you're gonna come back feeling a little bit better maybe even a lot better same reason people go on hikes for fun they overrode the part of that brain that is telling them to stay at home and chill and have allowed themselves to enjoy expending energy and feeling invigorated and fulfilled by doing that. And here's a quote that I love to. <laughs> and here's a quote that I love using. And here's a quote that I love using. Doing it sucks, but not doing it sucks more. <laughs> Getting stronger, building muscle. It sucks at first. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty hard. But you bet your bottom dollar that feeling tired and weak all the time sucks so much more. As you get older, you'll realize this more and more. If I don't work out for more than five days in a row, my hip starts hurting, my back, my neck starts hurting. It's so annoying. 
I can't get comfortable at night. It's like one of those nervy, kind of dull pains. I can't stand it. Oh, my God. When I've taken more than a month off, I've had severe back pain since I was a child. And working out properly is the only thing that prevents it from lowering my quality of life. Feeling weak and being in pain is tiring, besties. So you get up and you start doing it because doing it sucks, but not doing it sucks more. I can guarantee it. You start slowly, gradually, every day. You make it a part of your routine and it's honoring the goals and values that you have for yourself and your body in the future. And what happens? It gets easier. The habit builds and becomes more resilient. And because you've been staying intuitive about it, you're actually starting to really fucking enjoy it. And you start having days where you push yourself a little more and a little bit more at your own pace because you're overriding that part of your brain that's like, this is hard, bitch, go lay down. And besties, with the right workout plan, you're going to get there regardless of how long it takes, okay? If you've been listening to me for a while now, I think we can all agree that fitness timelines are more unhelpful than motivating. It takes as long as it takes. But what happens is you're doing it because you enjoy it. And if you've been through the fucking ringer with fitness like I have, you will agree with me when I say that I would much rather enjoy fitness and what I'm doing every single day for an entire year and see slow, very slow progress versus going super hard with workouts and dieting just to get to a goal faster and I'm hating 85% of my life because of it. Maybe even 95, 95% of my life. Because that's not even including the mental gymnastics that unsustainable fitness routines put you through. And then that's all of it for what? It's unsustainable. So I'm not going to be able to maintain it. My body is going to go back to the way it was regardless of the results that I've made because I am unable to continue doing that. And then I'm burnt out and that well, I'm going to have to do the same thing next year? Or I could just take my time. I'll get to my goal slow, sure, but I'll be at my goal. I can maintain my goal and sustain my goal no matter what time of the year it is. And I'm enjoying it. And it's just a part of my life and my routine now that uplifts me and brings me like good fucking energy. Becoming aware of when you could be pushing yourself versus days that you might just need to show up and do what you can and call it a day is a really important skill. And it has to be practiced, so you're not going to be great at it at first, but just keep practicing. If you have a specific fitness goal, the key to all of this being successful, and I want to emphasize this, is having a workout plan that actually supports your goal. If you have a specific goal, meaning you want to lose fat, build muscle, lose weight, get toned, change body composition, any specific fitness goal, whether it's strength, visual, whatever, but want to continue learning how to train your body more intuitively, you have to have an effective program. Intuitive training without a specific goal is amazing. 
it's all fine and dandy. You may see some changes depending on your genetics and where your body is at already. But if you're doing Pilates one day, weights the next day, cardio the next day, yoga the next day, hit the next day, and all of those are changing exercises every time that you're doing it, it's unlikely that you're going to reach any specific goal that you have. If doing that is the style of training that you enjoy the most and that's what keeps you going, by all mean, eat that shit up, sis. I'd love to see it keep going. However, doing those different workouts and different exercises each week, although healthy and fun and challenging, yes, is not going to give you the same results as a plan that includes progressive overload, exercise frequency and consistency in order for your body to build muscle strength and lose fat, gain weight, build a booty, like whatever it is. Remember that the best kind of workout for you is the one that you enjoy the most. So for some of you, it might be really beneficial to completely forget about your specific goal, like I was mentioning in the beginning. That doesn't mean it has to be like that forever, but it's just until you have a better sense of what it feels like to train your body more intuitively and know what's best for you instead of just doing what you think will work the fastest. Enjoyment takes priority in all of this because if you don't enjoy it, you will not be able to maintain it. With all of that being said, you might enjoy doing yoga the most, but if your goal is to significantly increase muscle mass or you're trying to build a booty, yoga is not going to get you that type of result, scientifically speaking, when something like weightlifting would. Do you know what I'm saying? So with intuitive training in mind, keep doing yoga, but then add in three goal-focused strength training days into your routine every week that incorporate progressive overload. They don't have to last more than 30 minutes each. You don't need an overcomplicated split. You don't need to be spending tons of time or energy in doing it. But if that is your goal, it is something that you're going to need to incorporate through that. And you can stay intuitive with that too. Some days you're going to need yoga. Other days you're like, yeah, I can do strength training today. I have time. I have energy. Great. And all of it comes down to eliminating that all or nothing mentality surrounding fitness, that black and white thinking of overvaluing difficult and extremely hard or complicated workouts and deeply undervaluing and dismissing fitness routines that don't fit into that mold. Learning how to value difficult workouts and chill workouts as the same will increase your ability to listen to your body significantly and stay intuitive. Because when you take away that pressure that you're placing on yourself, you can actually think and consider what the fuck you even enjoy doing and can then implement the right tools into doing it in a way that's not driven by anxiety, shame, embarrassment, or desperation to change your body. When you accept that you can find a routine that you enjoy, you just have to be patient and consistent. You'll get to your goals. I'm sure it will be much slower than you originally envisioned because Media loves selling us the idea that anyone can get extreme results in under a month, but once you get over that, your life gets significantly better. You're going to be able to stay more consistent, encounter way less ups and downs, still going to be some ups and downs, of course, because that's life, but way less and way less self-inflicted ups and downs. And you're going to find that balance that is required for a sustainable and happy routine. And it all just gets easier and easier the more that you do it, 
And that's what you have to realize. You will be able to push yourself to do incredible things and be consistent with fitness, lift heavy, whatever you want to do. You can achieve that. And you can achieve that when you let yourself progress naturally and happily. And besties, when the hard stuff becomes the new easy stuff, that is your golden goose, baby. Why do you think when you see fitness pros doing super hard stuff, they make it look easy? But when you try to do it, you're like, how in the fuck is this even possible? They've just practiced more. They've been doing it longer. That is their normal. That feels normal to them. It's muscle memory. And you'll be able to get there too. It just takes time. It requires hard work, but you don't have to follow a path that forces you through it. You can follow a path that lets you go at your own pace. And that is such a beautiful thing. There's no rush. I know you might be uncomfortable right now and you want to be confident, but confidence is still a skill and you already have that confidence inside of you somewhere. It's going to shine through the more that you enjoy what you're doing on a daily basis and find fulfillment and pride in that. And the less you force yourself through things that aren't serving you in that moment. It doesn't come from a look or a body type. It's none of that. So I'm going to give you a couple of reminders to wrap this up, to take away as you try to indulge in a more intuitive style of training. And I want you to repeat these to yourself. This is, I'm going to say this as if it's you talking to yourself. So write them down if you need to. Number one, I just have to show up. As long as you show up for yourself when it's needed, you're going to be good. Number two, it takes as long as it takes. If you are coming from a poor relationship with working out food and your body, it's going to take longer. Yes, and that is okay. If you have other obstacles, it's going to take longer. And that is okay. You have time. Overriding all of that and pushing through is not beneficial. So it takes as long as it takes. Number three. I will do what is manageable for me today. I don't care if you did more or less yesterday, what is challenging for you today is exactly the right level for you today, okay? Number four, my progress lies in my actions. Any results that happen are a result of the actions that I take consistently. Number five, I will not push myself through a workout that will not benefit me mentally. If you're doing it because you're frustrated with yourself, sit it out or indulge in a movement that's going to help you put you better in a better headspace. No more forcing yourself through shit while you're beating yourself up. It's just, it's not, it's not cool. We're over it. Number six, I will listen to my body at all times and I will learn when to push myself through unfavorable odds and feelings and when to rest and I will value each decision equally. All right, that's all I have for you today. (laughs) I'm going to leave you with that. Let it marinate, let it manifest. I hope that this has helped you in some way, shape, or form. Just give you a different outlook or perspective on some of the things that you're doing within fitness. 
and I am so excited to continue making podcasts. I love you guys so much. Thank you for listening. I love all of your feedback. Again, if you haven't already, please leave a five-star review. Share it as much as you possibly can. Your friends, your family, anybody that you can get into this, it will be greatly appreciated. And I will be able to start pumping these out much more rapidly. So thank you all so much for listening. I love you so much. And I will see you next time. Bye.